Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. There's Chloe on time with coffee and breakfast for Jen. Thank Aww. you. Yes. Look, and she even looked face. into the camera yes. and gave a smile. <laughs> I am her she wife and I love you. her. Yeah, she scowls going, at me. <laughs> she calls that work. <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Just trying to think if I've done anything. It's really hard, isn't it, when you think about what you've done? I, I was just thinking that when I was making well, coffee. I was like, well, I can, I, I keep spending money, which is very unlike me. Um, I, and I keep buying stuff for the cat. So I bought the cat a water fountain that lights up. I mean, the cat was quite happy to drink water from the saucer. I didn't need to buy a water fountain. She doesn't really go to the water fountain. So now I've got a water feature in my living room. You've no got a water reason. feature? Yeah, it's basically the... Can I see it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, hang on. I used to have one of those. It was like a, a waterfall, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Danny made me get rid of it, though, because he said it used too much energy. <laughs> I think Danny's probably right. I mean, don't tell Maureen, because she'll be absolutely appalled. Yeah, I know that exact uh, one, Maureen. Right. It's lovely. It's like a little yeah. fountainette Maureen just produced there where the cat can lick the water coming out of the fountain because they like to lick waters. So out in of... theory, cats are meant to like moving water. Anyway, yeah. no one's told Jamie this. So really glad I spent fifteen ninety nine on the plastic water fountain. That's yes. more than all of your dresses. But yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I'd never spent that much <laughs> on me. This top was two ninety nine. Um, That's more than her entire wardrobe. <laughs> The thing is, the cat does still like moving water because she likes to stick her head in the toilet bowl, doesn't she? Well, she she looks in. I'm waiting for her to go in, but she kind of looks in. 
Um, and then also bought her a harness because I had this idea. Oh, that, this is hilarious. Because I go out in the garden, she gets very upset because obviously yes. she, she always follows me around. But I don't want to leave. I don't want to let her in the garden because she's too small. And also we've got foxes. I don't want her to be foxes dinner. Yeah. Takeaway. So I thought I'll get her a harness and then I can take her outside, you know, with the leash. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't and laugh. Yes, Maureen. Yes. This is a very practical. Anyway. Yes. Unfortunately, I've got a harness, a, just a size, a bit of size too big for her. Anyway, I put the harness on her. She wasn't happy. Within two seconds, she'd managed to get it off. I mean, it was quite impressive. She went on her back, just got rid of it. She went, no thanks. Fuck no you, thanks. lady. Yeah. yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so I've got to wait till she can't slip it off. But like, I'm very worried that she's going to, because before she, whenever I go to the back online, she's now by the back door waiting, and I just I don't want her to jump out. So anyway, so I've been buying stuff for the cat, and I'm like, Maureen, just, I mean, I bought her nail clippers. I mean, I don't have nail clippers. I um. Anyway, wait a second. What, what what's a cat nail clippers look like? Can't you just no, use normal clippers? I don't know. I just wear them or scissors. Like, I think we just used to me. use um. Oh, I used to use only scissors. Nail scissors. Yeah. No. Anyway, this is so great. Anyways, I keep spending money, and it's really, really, it's so unlike me. So I bought this top. I went. I, I keep going charity shopping. I've got to stop going charity shopping. It's just getting ridiculous now. Well, I mean, we know that from last week. I mean. In fact, what I've noticed is that every week uh, we I've do the podcast, you are like, clothes. I've just been to the charity shop and bought 68 new items. <laughs> every time you go to the charity shop, you find something that you like. Oh, yeah. I don't know many people that that happens with for. Well, last you know I mean? time, clearly somebody my size had died because there was loads of clothes my size. <sighs> wow. That Great. is a very dismal way for us to look at it. Every time Maureen's no, I mean, got new items. Ooh. Oh. Well, you see, well, one door closes, another door opens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one way of looking at it, Maureen. Definitely. <laughs> I have to say that your new wardrobe is uh, absolutely banging. Mm-hmm. And every time I see you, you are in a different dress. Oh, yeah. And you look I've... great. Yeah, I haven't shown them yet, but I bought three dresses for 26 quid in Stratford-upon-Avon. A really nice M&S, never been worn, tailored dresses. Well. That doesn't impress anyone. Oh, it impresses Alice. No, that does. Yeah. That does impress me. That does impress me. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's her impressed face. <laughs> so what, guys, it's... what have you been up to? Oh, Alison, you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me on the spot so she can think about what she wants me going on. I'm going to be really candid with the listeners. This is a pre record, okay? So we're pre recording it in advance. So what's happened is nothing's happened. (laughs) (laughs) So we're trying to create. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Since the last time I spoke, we had me and Jen had dinner, didn't we, Jen? And you were slightly late because you fell asleep. Oh, I mean, right. Okay, so that's that's the interesting anecdote. (laughs) Maureen and I went for dinner and I was late. (laughs) You see how you need to put a little bit more effort into those things, Maureen? Yes, I've come up with something. What have you come up with? (laughs) It's not all I've been shopping today and Jen fell asleep. We've all got to try and up our game here a little bit. (laughs) That's that's why I've turned to Alison. Alison, please, fill, fill in the gap. Oh God! There's a lot of pressure now to yeah, be interesting, uh, everyone, and I don't, I don't like that pressure. Uh, okay. Uh, again, I, I keep saying this. I don't want to look, listeners. Thank you so much. We're comedians. I won't talk about comedy all the time, but 
Here's what I've realized. I think it's interesting as comedians. So I've been trying to like, trying to come up with new jokes, which is a never ending battle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I did some new material in front of audiences. Bless their hearts. Thank you so much for being patient. But I find it's hard because we are the only one of the few professions where like we have to immediately do this in front of people. Like when we're working out our craft, we have to do it in front of people. It's so vulnerable, right? Like a lot of artists can like take time, produce work, and then here you go, world. We're in front. We're naked in front of them going, what about this? What about this? I just find it so it's such a bizarre thing. Like it's yeah. such a it's so vulnerable. Yeah. I, I quite that. like it. You like it. I quite it. like I it. it. Well, I mean, I think you have to find a way to like it because it is the job. Yeah. And so you have to find something about it that you like. And and I don't mean that in a patronizing way. I just mean that in a way that that is an actual fact. Like it, as, as it comedians, yeah. you, we have to keep writing otherwise we're doing, you know, what's the point? So um I find that um doing new material really keeps my all the cylinders in my brain going do, do you know what i mean it really puts me um on Just edge terror the terror of it yeah <laughs> and, and i'm not saying before i'm like oh i love it but when i am sorry when i'm writing new material yeah i absolutely everything is everything is moving all the cogs are, all the cogs yeah. are whirring and and that period of time where I'm working up an hour is the time where you're probably almost at your best. Because mm, you're really... Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though you might not be delivering your best. So I, I know that's a, a contradiction. So you're like, oh, well, that didn't get a laugh and that didn't get a laugh and no one went for that bit or whatever. But actually, as a performer and as a writer and as a, a creative person, that is when everything is going and when you hit a little gold seam and it and a joke fires it's worth it and then you have now this precious glowing piece of material that you yeah. can slot in that you look forward to in your set because it's new and shiny yeah. and when it comes out it 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 never fails it's yeah. an absolute banker because you, you have that energy behind it. You have that excitement you have, yourself. You have a completely yeah. different energy about it. Yeah. You, when you're delivering the same material over and over again, after a while, the, you rub the shine off it. Yeah. And it, and, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it will disappear and it will die. And then maybe you can put it away in a, in a little drawer in your brain and bring it back out in three or four years. So you've got to keep bringing out shiny stuff. Yeah. You have to. So try to find something about it that you're like, yeah. Oh, this is going to be exciting because I'm going to get a little shiny little bit of material out of this. And then that might be the motivator. Yeah. Well, definitely. Maury's face. Uh, no. Because no. I, wa- I walked away exactly <laughs> no, no. thinking, oh, God, it wasn't that many laughs. And, you know, so, but, you know, you do reflect. And I go, oh, I can do that it's with that joke now. It's never going to be that many laughs, Alison, because it's new. It's new. So to those 40 people who came, thank you so much. Uh, you may not have laughed, but apparently, according to Jen, you got the best of me in that uh 35-minute period. <laughs> New material nights. People like them. If they understand what it is, they love to see somebody there with a notebook and there's some terror in their eyes trying <laughs> stuff. And if it fails, they don't care. They're like, yeah, yeah. that's what we're here for. Yeah, They're, It's like looking behind the scenes, you know, like behind the camera. And, and they, uh, they saw my scenes behind it. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Good. I'm glad you're doing it. You've got to do it. Because you've, you know, you've, you've got to keep coming up with new material. It's the only way. Yeah. And also, when people come to see you, 
they're so excited to see you and then they come and see you but if they come and see you again and it's the same stuff they're like okay that's great and then it's the same stuff again they're like yeah I loved it and then they come back it's the same stuff again they're like Oh, I, I, I brought I, a friend. I wish you would have done something a bit different. I, I, thought, <laughs> I, I thought you might do something different today. You know, so you've got to like keep mixing it up. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. it's it's shit, Alison, but also the end result's going to be absolute dynamite. Exactly. Um, exactly. That was a pep talk for Alison. Thanks, yes. Jen. <laughs> Public pep talk. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, well, look, what have I been doing? You're on tour, maybe? <laughs> there we go. That's the nail on the head. When people say, I don't know why you don't enjoy going on tour, it's because you sacrifice every other part of your life. <laughs> Social life, family life, um, all of that it's, it's, it doesn't exist because um, yeah. you're in a car, on a train, <laughs> in a hotel, uh, at a service station, Um but you're not doing anything fun. <laughs> it must be such a buzz when you get out on stage. Sure. Yeah. But uh... <laughs> beyond that, the rest of it is unbuzz. Unbuzz. No buzzing. Uh, beyond that, uh, the buzz is low. Um, but uh, anyway, so I'm not going to add anything. There we go. That's it. <laughs> it's okay, isn't it? We don't all have to have something to offer. Sometimes no. it's enough that Alice and Maureen have had weeks and I am there to support them. So let us move forward into the ether, into the unknown, dare I say it, into a place no one ever wanted to return to, and yet we insist on doing it every week. It is time to find out what more in Younger's Be More Moment is. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> You can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> it's oh. fine in the end. But I wouldn't recommend it. No. You wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> well, again, Jamie related. Um, I had to go away for a couple of days and my neighbour looked after Jamie. So... <laughs> okay, I know what this one is. She knows, Jen knows what the story is. So I, uh, I thought I should be really nice. And I, would absolutely, I had loads of luggage because obviously I'd gone charity shopping in South Birmingham. I could hardly... Carry thre- uh, dr- what do you call it? Drag. Whatever. Drag. Yeah. I could only yeah. drag the, the the thing. But I thought I must go to MS on the way, buy some really nice prosecco to give as a thank you. So even though I had really no room to carry anything, and I was absolutely knackered, went in, bought some lovely prosecco, the most expensive bottle there because I'm feeling very generous. Go home. Anyway, she knocks on the door to to get the present. I was having a nap, as is my want. So I went to the but to, uh, into the kitchen. Got the wine, gave it to her. She didn't really, she didn't really thank me or anything. I was like, a bit odd. And then so I said, "Well, I hope you enjoyed the wine. I hope you enjoyed the, the drink and everything." And she said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's fine." I was like, a bit, bit weird. She's, I thought she'd be quite happy about the prosecco. And then I go into the kitchen again, open the fridge, and the prosecco bottle is still there, which is a bit <laughs> odd. And then I realised what I've given her is some cheap wine from Tesco's that you get with your, the meal deal, which is about three years old. <laughs> Absolute classic. <laughs> So she must have thought, what a cheapskate, because it's on the bottle, it goes, something like Part of meal the meal deal. deal. Part of the meal deal. <laughs> she must have thought, this is what she's given me, some che- like, and I'm going on like I'm giving her a big deal, some cheap red wine that I've had for three years in my fridge. Um, anyway. Why have you uh, got red wine in the fridge? I don't drink wine. I don't. Why, 
I don't know. It was in the fridge. Anyway, it was exactly. the meal deal. It was the meal deal. So she bought it. It was so only wait a quid. second. You don't drink wine, <laughs> <laughs> but on a meal deal, you chose to get wine, yeah. and then you put the red wine in the in fridge. fridge. Even though it might, might, no, it might be rosé. I don't know. It's it was red. Anyway, it was red. If it's it was red. In, in the fridge. If it's red, it's red wine. Oh, wine. Yeah. It was <laughs> that's how it works. You don't put colours. you don't put red wine in the fridge. You do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so basically, I'd given her a fr- a cheap bottle of probably undrinkable wine that'd been in the fridge for about three years. So then I had to explain that wasn't what I was meant to give. I was to give like, here is so wait a second, second. You've had a bottle of red wine, and this is the thing that I'm just going to zone in on. You've had a bottle of red wine in the fridge for three years. A long time. No, I think it was in the cupboard before, but I wanted more room, so I put it in the fridge. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's no, there's no need to unpack that. That's no. fine. <laughs> so a bottle of wine that you're never going to drink, um, you've got no, no interest in drinking, uh, that you that you ordered with a meal deal that you yeah. nev- you were never going to have. Um, firstly, why did you order a bottle of wine? Because you've got, you've, got you've got to get a drink with the yeah. meal deal. It yeah. doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink. I know. I just mm. got it. You just got it. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then you've hung on to that bottle of wine. Yeah. And then put it, for some reason, into your fridge mm. to create more space. Do you know what would have created more space? <laughs> Throwing it away. Throwing that bottle of wine that you're never going to drink ever. <laughs> she paid three quid for that, though. That's not You know what? It's anywhere. so funny because I, I, went, I went over and gave him the Prosecco. And he went, oh, do you want the other wine back? And I went, oh, no, no, you keep it. <laughs> They're like, are you, you, you sure? No, no, they don't want it. <laughs> Not do you want this other wine back. Can you take whatever the fuck this is back? <laughs> Knowing you, it's not three years. It's like oh, be, it could t- be 23 under. years. <laughs> and it's a bottle of Piador. But maybe it's so old it's aged that it might be all right. I don't know. I'm trying. I, I don't I'm think trying. it's that kind of wine, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think it's the wine that ages. I don't think it's the wine that you, you, you have to put in your cellar and not open for 20 years. I've got a Tesco's feeling it's the kind finest. of wine that it is now vinegar. But good good to hang on to it. Good to hang on to it. I Maybe know, you could have put it on your salad niçoise. There more. we go. Oh, we're bringing back the niçoise. Do, do you know what? It was so funny when I just saw the box. I was like, how come the Prosecco's still here? And I was like, oh. oh that's why okay. she. Yeah. <laughs> Simple mistake to make, Maureen. <laughs> Simple mistake to make, isn't Prosecco it, Alison? Prosecco was rosé, you see. It was rosé Prosecco. So oh, okay. So you grab. All right. Well, there's a bit more logic coming a little bit see? later. She was tired. She was delirious. Jenna's looking at me like, don't. Stop defending all behaviors. Right. Yes. <laughs> was the red wine. <laughs> Got to go back to the red wine. You know, Prosecco's got like a kind of gold. You know, you know, it's kind of It was completely different. It was completely different bottle. Yeah, totally it's, different. Um, it's completely kind different. Kind of diamondy, diamondy. Yeah. So it's diamondy. Like, like the glasses looks diamondy. It's a very nice bottle out for M and S. Forty pound fifty. In case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. None of us were, but I like that we got that information. <laughs> Fourteen pounds fifty, no less. Um, for more in younger there in a crystally bottle so with a gold it wasn't, no yeah the bottle wasn't anything like the red wine, no the so. bottle wasn't the same no but look there's two bottles of but they're, of they're bottles stuff. they're bottles aren't they they are bottles <laughs> they're two bottles i mean it, uh, they're lucky you didn't pull out i don't know a, a pint of milk or um <laughs> there was part of me that was like did they what did they get that like an apple juice that was half opened apple bottle yeah <laughs> or some sort no, of like, I mean, it 
was a bottle of wine. There's two Salad bottles of wine, cream basically, or aren't they? Oh, here we go. Oh, Maureen gave us mayonnaise. Uh... <laughs> no, it wouldn't be mayonnaise. Maureen doesn't do mayonnaise. Oh. I do. I've got garlic mayonnaise in my, but it comes in a little jar. Oh my god! So you're tender. Who are you? It's very cheap from Lidl, so that's why I've got it. Right. Well, Maureen, it's a, an easy mistake to make her, isn't it? Just to you know, you've got two glass things in the fridge. <laughs> exactly. It's it's it, it could happen to anyone, and why by anyone I do mean exclusively you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Maureen, thank you for your Beamer Maureen moment. I'm glad that you managed to give your neighbour the actual gift that you bought for them as opposed to whatever the fuck you've given them. I dread to think. I would love it if your neighbours could just take a photograph of the bottle. Mm. You know, just the and just so I can see what, what it is. The differences I, in the two bottles. Yeah. No, but I would just love to see what it is that you gave. Uh, Maureen Younger, thank you so much for your Beamer Maureen let us now return to Alison. Alison June Smith, who is here to solve all of the advices of all of the people that have or need advice. It is time for all of us to sit back, relax, and ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Ah, well, thank you so much. Look, I decided to, I'm, I'm sharing my own problem, everyone. This is my own. So I wanted to do a little, yeah, a little research for myself. So, you know, we go through times in our lives where we go through some, some tough things. I was back home, as you know, and I was dealing with some family stuff and, um, I had a lot of, look, it was a, it was a lot. It was a lot. And it was a lot of like things that came up quickly, uh, immediate anxiety problems. So I thought, let's revisit. What are some things we can do to immediately stop some anxiety when we feel it coming on? All right. Some immediate stops. Cause I was like, I had some real moments where waves of anxiety came over and I was like, okay, I got to get some tools again to remind myself how to stop this from totally engulfing my everything. So uh, a few things you can do immediately to stop anxiety attacks. Number one, diaphragm, diaphragm, I say it, diaphragmatic, diaphragmatic, diaphragm breathing. Oh my God. I'm diaphragm sorry. breathing from your diaphragm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do this. You can do it uh, where you take a deep breath and then as you exhale, you, you, your diaphragm as you exhale. Okay, so the diaphragmatic breath. I know it sounds really silly, but when you focus on your breathing, another one is counting breathing. Uh, seven count, no, five counts in, inhale, seven counts out. Why is this effective? Because when you're focusing on numbers and breathing, A, you're controlling the breath in your body. You're making things run a bit smoother. You're not um, giving yourself shortage of breath, which is a lot of times what causes an anxiety attack. Also, you're focusing on the numbers. So you're not in your head thinking about whatever it is that's about to bring on that waving anxiety. You're thinking about the numbers. That really helps. Simple stretches. I liked this. I'm not talking like body stretches because sometimes you're in a, maybe you're in a, a public space. Um, these are uh, in your mouth stretches. So gently press the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth and your jaw will often fall open and relax on its own. Tilt your head forward and roll it around slowly. These are just some things you can do. Eyebrows, 
lifting the eyebrows. Literally, it's kind of face stretches. I know it sounds silly, but apparently if you focus on this, this also helps with a little bit of anxiety. Why? Again, because you're drawing your attention to something else. Also, face ex- uh, exercises, easy to do if you're in a crowded place. Just look away. I mean, don't look someone directly in the eye as you are <laughs> touching the top of your mouth with your tongue and rolling your head. Uh, I don't know. Maybe do that on the Victoria train. It'll keep the bed bugs away. All right. Use your words. <laughs> Ask yourself. Uh, describing the feelings verbally. Ask yourself the questions. Uh, you know, what am I? What emotion am I feeling right now? Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it rage? Why am I feeling this way? Is it because of something that's already happened or something that is uh, I'm afraid might be happening? Or ask yourself some questions. What exactly am I panicking about right now? What is happening? What am I worrying about? Is it something right now or is it something else? Giving yourself a little check-in moment. Have a little chat with yourself, especially if you're on your own. Do it out loud. Do it out loud. It's okay. What am I freaking out about? And answer yourself. It's okay. Do that. Sometimes it helps you to get out of your head. Guided imagery. This is another one. People love this. Think about a time and a place where you were your most happy, your most relaxed. I've heard people talk about snorkeling. I have a friend who she always goes back to the best snorkel adventure she ever had, and she thinks about being in that water and the fish. Think about a place and a time you were where you were like, that was peaceful for me. And literally put yourself in there. Imagine the sky. Imagine the the wind. Think of those things. Guided imagery. Why does it work? Uh, because your body will begin to respond. Your, your brain doesn't know that you're not there if you really create it. And you will literally put your body back in that space. Music. If you got some music that'll help you shake yourself out of it, make a mix right away. This is the music I'm going to put on. This is the song I'm going to listen to that reminds me to put me back into the place that I want to be, right? It's kind of a trigger for yourself. So get into a music playlist. You're going to love this one, Maureen, and I'm a big fan of this. My mom has always taught me this. Take a fucking nap. Are you about to take a nap? Things always look better when you wake up. That fresh start. I mean, try to monitor your naps. You don't want to be napping for four hours a day. But take a nap. Sometimes you just need to, like, check out, come back in. Uh, If you're at home, I want to recommend this. A weighted blanket, everyone. Sometimes you just need to sit on the couch and pull up a weighted blanket. It kind of feels like a hug. And for some people, it really helps physically with an anxiety attack. So get yourself a weighted blanket if you haven't tried that. Um massages. There's some, I saw some uh, articles about hand massages, quick little things that you can do to help to relax. Uh, Google uh, anxiety hand massages. There are a lot of things out there that you can do quickly that will help you. Um, uh, Write yourself a letter. Okay. If you're in a moment where you're really freaking out, write yourself a letter, talk yourself down, keep that letter. So when you get into that state again, you can read the letter and go, right, this is what I need to remember. These are the things, or maybe write a letter when you're not panicked. Write a list of all the things that you love, why why you're not panicked, the state that you're in right there, and read that letter to yourself when you're in a state of anxiety. And the last thing I want to say is move, shake. I'm watching a lot about shaking and, like, grounding your feet. And, like, people say dance, but maybe you're not a dancer. Shaking your body and swaying can sometimes actually release a lot of the tension. And there's an actual term for it. I can't remember right now because, again, everyone, I'm not a professional. Uh, (laughs) But a lot of people, it's um, 
stomatic exercises. A lot of, I think that's what you say. A lot of it has to do with shaking, moving, stretching, releasing your hips. That's a big thing. A lot of people keep their tension in their hips. So moving. Um, those are my first immediate things that I think you can do if you're getting into an anxiety moment. Um, they have helped me. And uh, I, I really recommend them, everyone. Give, give some of these a go. It will, it, will, it will help. It doesn't solve it all, but it'll slow it down. Yeah. I found for me it was doing um, jigsaws, knitting, crosswords, because you're in the moment. Because yeah. when you've got anxiety, you're not in the moment. You're either in the yeah. past or in the future. Yeah. So if you do things, that have, you've got to kind of concentrate on them. Then they, you can't think about the other things and going down wormholes. So yeah. they're quite good. They're quite good. Jigsaws, knitting. Crosswords. Well, they're they're all in that so, sort of same um, uh, sort of headspace of, of of like being meditative, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like yeah. If if you're like, oh, I don't think I could do meditation, or, or you find that sort of thing difficult, then you can find a pastime that yeah that helps to create that, like you did, Maureen. And also, I think you went you you went out, and I think that whole thing that you were saying, Alison, about moving, getting your body moving. Yeah, I really. Uh, for me, that is a big part of sorting out my anxiety when I have, you'll be unsurprised to hear that we all have anxiety on WTV. <laughs> <laughs> I know we all seem very level-headed and together at all times. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Spoiler! Um, but for me, um, I feel like my instinct when I have anxiety is to stay in and just like get all feral and that's most people's and, yeah yeah and, and go under the covers go under the covers and just get sad and like just but the second i force and i do mean force myself to do something physical and I, for me it's better if it's, it doesn't have to be outside but for me it works better if I'm, I'm, i am outside even if i just physically go for a walk i find walking really helpful for me yeah or obviously swimming is good for me um uh then that completely changes my mindset for that for that time I'll, I'll come back when I get home and I'll feel completely different to how I was feeling before I left um so you've got to find the thing that works for you but all of those are really great um uh advices Alison um you just Thanks. got to find the find the one that 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 fits your personality or fits your mood or whatever it is that you've went or, or your your version of anxiety yeah um but it Inaction is worse than action, and your instinct is in inaction, and mm. it is so hard yeah. to drag yourself yeah. into action. But if you can, and even if it's just that you're standing still and you just move up and down and you just jog your body up and down and you move your head around and you do those sort of smaller exercises that Alison was suggesting, just to get just to get you out of it, just yes. to start thinking about doing something else, um, and obviously music and all the other things are great. To, to, to help lift your mood but um Alison thank you for your advices um also I don't know have a cup have a listen to WTV hey have join a, your fr three best friends and come and sit as a little distraction for you <laughs> and uh and you can hang out with other anxiety ridden women um, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be cathartic for you you're not um, alone <laughs> exactly you are definitely not alone Alison, oh. <laughs> she's really singing. I These, uh, am here with you. We're gonna have to cut that out. We can't do <laughs> that, can we? We're not allowed to have. Yes, sorry, okay. I know. Cut that bit out. Yeah. We can. It's just that's just for me. Oh, oh. <laughs> damn you! I wanted to join in, but I was like, we're not allowed. We can. Uh, I think we can do twenty seconds. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> Alex, Alex is timing. Alex is looking at his non-watch going, I think it's actually... Yeah, yeah that was more... You're, you're done. Done. <laughs> Alison, thank you very much for your advice. I hope that helped our listener. I really do. That's me. I'm the listener. It helped oh, me. Oh, it is you. Yeah, it was it you. Was, <laughs> my problem. I was like, how the... It's me. I was helping me. That was you a selfish one. You. I was helping me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sometimes right. we okay. need to do that, everyone. Help yourself. Oh, I did do, it. Do you know what? You did say that. At the end. By the time okay. it got to the end, I was like, well, there's obviously somebody else involved here. No, it's just Alison. <laughs> just me. But don't worry. Uh, it's 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 not just you, Alison, is no. it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> OK, thank you very much, Alison, for your help in and assistance to, to all, including yourself. Um, but it is that time where we must revert back to the week or two that we have spent in front of the television trying to, well, manage our own anxiety. What have we been watching? Well, I watched something on Now TV, which Catherine the Great, which features Helen Mirren as Catherine the Great of, of Russia. I have to say, uh, Helen Mirren's great. I mean, she can play this role with ease. Um, I do think it's history made for idiots, though. <laughs> it's a uh, bit well, like the Tudors, isn't it? It's not. It's not as bad as the Tudors. That would be quite an achievement. But um, I did find. <laughs> I did. I did. I did, <laughs> I, did um, I did find it quite funny because I watched the thing where it said because uh, Helen Mirren is off Russian stock and it went, oh, Helen Mirren is going back to her Russian roots. So I thought that's interesting because Catherine the Great was German. But anyway. Um, <laughs> But also, you said something interesting. They kept referring to Germany. Oh, yeah. that Germany doesn't exist. Germany doesn't exist. So at one point, they went the German ambassador. And I was like, I must have, must have heard that wrong. And then they went the German ambassador. And it was like, Germany as a country did not exist in Catherine the Great's time. Oh, I love I it. I think they may have meant the Prussian ambassador. 
But they probably thought, oh, Prussia sounds a lot like Russia. People will get confused and they will just call it Germany. <laughs> Even though Germany as a country was non-existent for like 100... It didn't come until about the 1860s. But um, so that was like, why are you talking about the German ambassador? It doesn't make any sense. Um, and it really concentrates really on her love life with Potemkin, General Potemkin, who's a great Russian general. Um, you know, Catherine the Great was an amazing woman. She was uh, German. She kind of got rid of her husband and took power, which, you know, as a woman, as a as a foreigner, to do that in Russia, I mean, that is quite impressive, not only to take power, but to hold it. And she was, she expanded the Russian Empire. So I think it was under her. I don't know that much about Catherine the Great, but I think she expanded. She took Crimea. I think she was also involved in splitting up because po Poland disappeared off the map for about 100, I think 150 years between Austria, Prussia and, and, and Russia. So uh, I've been to where she was born in Chechen in, in Poland. They don't really celebrate her that much for, for obvious reasons because yeah, yeah. thanks to her that Poland disappeared. But um, yeah, I mean, she did a lot, but perhaps this was before Helen Mirren can play her because you know, Helen Mirren can only play her at a certain age. And so you don't really get that. You don't really get all the stuff that she did. I mean, the fact that she managed to take power and keep it as a woman and as a foreigner in Russia. I mean, I lived in the Soviet Union for a bit. And uh, honestly, uh, it was not in the vanguard of the feminist movement back then even. Um, it's quite an achievement. But I I mean, look, the costumes look great. Helen Mirren is fantastic. But uh, it is a bit of a stretch. comedy. I think a history for idiots. A bit of a stretch, yeah. I, I suppose it's just... Um... I suppose it's just like a glitzy drama, isn't it? And they've just yeah, used but, they've just used Catherine the Great almost as a vehicle to have this sort of big, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Helen is the executive producer. I mean, it is you know she is a great her story is a great story, but I think it does concentrate really on the fact. I mean, and that was how she was denigrated because uh, she apparently did have a lot of lovers. And the story about her was that she died making love while for, to a um, horse under a horse, which is obviously absolute bullshit. But it's a way of denigrating women, isn't it? That you just yeah. You yeah. kind of forget but, all her achievements and people just concentrate on that. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so reductive. And, uh, uh, you know, the fact that that, um, <laughs> that, story. that ridiculous story still continues to this day is, is a testament to, yeah. uh, to misogyny, all really. of our internalised misogyny. Um, <laughs> but would you uh, recommend it just like as a piece, as a puff piece? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a puff piece. Helen Mirren is great in it. Um, so it, it's it's a it's a distraction. You know, it's, it's, it's fun, spectacle. It's good looking. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah. great costumes. Great I've seen sets. clips of it, and and the, the the costumes look, yeah, incredible. Like yeah. like that. They've obviously spent a lot of money on it. Yeah, it was yeah, and uh, you know it's well done. But I don't know. I don't know the, that much. I never studied that period of Russian history. I don't know that much about Catherine the Great. But I no, I don't. <laughs> I suspect if I did, I'd probably be a bit bit more annoyed because I because of the Tudors. I know the Tudor history really well. I was really like, Wah. oh yeah. I mean, yes, because we all studied it at school, didn't we? That was cool. like the obligatory. But yeah, but I mean, that was the one thing that I picked up on was like German ambassador. Anyway, so uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, from a country that didn't exist for another hundred years. But anyway, but yeah, <laughs> that was my bit. What were you, what have you been watching, Jen? Well, um, I haven't really been watching a, a great deal. Um, well, I, I certainly haven't been watching anything that I, <laughs> I feel the need to recommend. I have <laughs> been um, listening for a while now um, to a podcast, which I'd love to recommend. I'm sure lots of people that, that listen to our podcast are already listening to it because I think it's one of the most popular po political podcasts uh, in this country anyway. Um, 
and it's the rest is politics and it's and it's two um uh it's the uh, it's got Alistair Campbell who was the uh communications and strategy advisor to Tony Blair during the time that Tony Blair was uh, prime minister in this country and it also has uh Rory Stewart an ex Tory cabinet oh, minister yeah. um and you're probably thinking but Jen you don't like Tories and you'd be absolutely right I don't <laughs> turns out I do like this one <laughs> I think he is very measured he's very erudite uh intelligent uh empathetic um certainly don't in the Venn diagram of things that we disagree on it's actually a lot smaller than I thought mm. almost a bit of me that's beginning to think Rory Street might not be a Tory <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe but, you are a Tory, Jen. Oh, oh God forbid. Um, but anyway, they have um, they talk about the politics of the of the week or of the day. They 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 will then have an extra episode if something big has happened, um, like for example, Liz Truss crash, crashing the economy, or or the resignation of Boris Johnson, or more recently with what's been happening in Israel and Palestine, and it's. I, and honestly, I didn't think I would like Alistair Campbell either. And I really do. I really do. Yeah. I I really enjoy it. I know I know neither you nor... I know, Alison, you and Maureen don't really listen to podcasts. But I think if Maureen did listen to podcasts, which she doesn't... I listen to our podcast. This That, that is the only one I don't listen to. Um, <laughs> then you would uh, enjoy this one. And uh, it's quite interesting because what they'll do is they'll... they'll They'll take a, something that's happening somewhere and it might be a part of the world that you're like, I don't really know anything and I don't really care. Um, like they'll take Armenia, what's happening in Armenia at the moment or what's happening in, uh, what's happening to the Kurdish people or, the, so, and then what, and then it's usually Rory Stewart will give you a potted history of what has oh. happened. So there's been loads of bits of sort of, um, I suppose, international European and uh, um uh, sort of Middle Eastern politics, which I I, I don't know anything about, uh, and you'll suddenly he'll go right in in like three minutes he'll give you out this is the backstory and you're like oh bloody hell I didn't know that. More recently, um, if you don't really understand what's happening in Israel or Palestine, um, then there is an episode where um, Rory Stewart gives a little potted history of Gaza and and like oh. it will literally take four or five minutes of your time to listen to and he'll go. This is the this is the history of how Israel was created, why it was created, what's been happening in Palestine, why Gaza is why the people in Gaza are trapped, what's going happening in the West Bank, and then you'll go, oh right, okay, that's it's not done in a this is right and they're wrong or they're wrong and they're right and they're wrong. It's just this is the, this is where where the we're factual at. history. This, this is what is happening. This is the factual yeah, history of great. how we got to where we are. And I think a lot of the time when we're watching what's happening on the news is we don't understand we don't understand what's yeah. happening in the middle east yeah we don't understand what's the the plight of the palestinian people we don't understand why israel was created um and we don't understand why israelis need that security but also why palestinians need <laughs> their security and uh equal rights and not to live under apartheid and all of that there's a lot of things to take into consideration because it isn't their right and their wrong. It's like a very complicated mess. But I really found that that particular episode was helpful. There is also an episode where Rory Stewart pretty much 
goes into what happened with the war in Iraq with Alistair Campbell. And it's a very interesting episode of Rory Stewart interviewing Alistair Campbell as to why Tony Blair's government decided that they would go to war with Iraq despite the fact that there were no weapons of mass destruction. And the whole reasoning behind it. And it helped to then humanise their decision, which I've always had a problem with. It's an interesting thing. You know, we all want to say this person's a wanker and this person's a good person. I do it. Like, you're right, you're wrong, you're good, you're bad. And, and it's just so much more complicated than that, as we can see over and over again. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a really interesting podcast. And they and also they're very entertaining, you know. But they, but also I really I'm I am a person that loves hearing about politics. Like I really that's my jam. I know it's not everybody's, but even if you wanted to just handpick a couple of episodes just were like, I just want to get a grip of this particular subject. You can literally scroll through and find an episode where you go, I'd love to know what's going on in 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 the Middle East. I'd love to know what's going on in um in Northern Ireland or whatever, and they will be able to give you a little history. I'd love to understand uh what happened with the Gulf War or in the war in uh, Iraq. So or even I'd love to understand what's the deal with Rupert Murdoch? Why does everyone always wanging on about him? Do you know what I mean? It'll just yeah. uh so it's it's a very interesting um and I find it highly addictive podcast to listen to. And I I even enjoy going back and listening to stuff that like I I went back and listened to stuff because I didn't start listening to it until um after the whole thing with Liz Truss happened. Um and I went back and listened to that episode and I really thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> Remind me again, what's the name of it again, Jen? Because I'm... Uh, the rest is politics. Yeah, great. I'm going to... And they also have an episode which is question time where they take questions from um, people that, uh, that listen to the podcast. And, and I also find that really interesting as well. So, um, and also because you've got a Tory and you've got a, uh, a, a lefty, it's... You're getting a bit more of a broad perspective. Although, I love as that. I, yes. I, yeah. I, although I would say that Rory Stewart is a very old school, one nation Tory. He, he's not a Tory. He's not a conservative. Hence why he resigned from the government. He's not He's not a new conservative. He's not one of those dreadful new conservatives. He's an old school. He's an old boy Tory. Um, so that would be my recommendation. If politics is up your street or if, you know, even if it's not, check it out. The rest is politics. I highly recommend it. Awesome. That, I want to I want to look that uh, now the horror recommendation. Let's go again off into ridiculous nonsense after we've discussed uh, actual affairs of the world. Uh, anxiety. We were talking about anxiety. I know I've said this one before, but I think this movie is so good if you're an anxiety ridden person. Because they say sometimes when you watch uh, horror movies, it helps to release anxiety as well, right? Because you're putting yourself into a state and then there's release uh, and it's not about your whatever is getting in your brain. So I'm going to recommend, recommended it before, I will recommend it again. Cabin in the Woods is the horror movie that I'm recommending for anxiety. Why? Uh, this movie is great. So if you haven't seen the movie, okay, here we go. I'll, I'll just read a, a brief little. In the woods, five friends unknowingly summon a family of murderous zombies and inadvertently become involved in a ritual of human sacrifice held to please cruel subterranean deities. Okay, so basically, deities. Basically, <laughs> this movie 
these kids are basically in a in a they get put into something that is like it's an experiment and they are forced to face a whole bunch of their fears and anxieties. That's why this movie is all about anxiety because it's like, oh my god, what would you do in this situation? And it's it's insane and it's like yeah, it's a little gory, but I think it's more like ah, the pressure, anxiety. Uh, I just think Cabin in the Woods, if you haven't seen it and you're a horror fan at all, you like a little bit of teen ridiculousness, go for Cabin in the Woods. I, ca- I can't recommend it enough. I think it's a great horror movie. It, it brings together thrills. It's got a great cast. It's, it's got, got great Bradley cast. Whitford. I yeah. love. It's got Richard Jenkins. It's got Chris Hemsworth. Oh. If you want a bit of eye candy. Yeah, there you go. You know, um, it, it's, it looks like it would be, yeah. It's a great film. It. It's a great film, everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, uh, as are all of my recommendations. We expect we expect that from you, Alison. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, yeah. She's, I mean, guys, give it a go. This is a horror movie I, I would recommend to to everyone. Great. So that's, that's Cabin in the Woods, which came out in 2011. Yeah. So everyone's going to look, Chris Hemsworth's going to look even younger and hotter. I would oh, imagine. super hot. And there's a lot super afterwards. Hot. There's more than one Cabin in the Woods. I like the first one. Start with the original, I always say. Well, it gets 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. So you... Wow. You there can't you go. go wrong there. Yeah. Um, And I, I'm not entirely sure where you get it, but I imagine it's... Uh, it's I'm, out there. Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime. That's going to be that. my guess. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say Amazon Prime because that sounds about right. Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendation. That is tippity top top, tippity tip tap top. But now it is time to return to Maureen Younger and her corner, which has had something put in it. What is it? Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's going to be <laughs> um, it's, it's going to be. I'm in a very singing mood. It's going considering what's going on in the world. I've chosen war novels because what better time to read? Let's books get into some more about war. Uh, so the first is actually three, three for the price of one. The Regeneration trilogy. I love these. But have you read all three? I've only read one. We did one for books. I recommended up. them to you. Oh, was it you that recommended them? They're, 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 uh, Pat, Pat Barker. It's unusual that I recommend boring something and she actually looks at it. That is true, actually. Uh, this will be this may be the only time. Every only time I've ever reckoned to Maureen, she's like, no. We did read we did read the first one for Book Club. Um and it features uh Secret of Sassoon and Wilfred Owen, who are obviously uh, very famous British war poets as two of the characters. And it's it looks at, I think, uh, not I think, I know, uh, the details of a uh, the consequences of a conflict which obviously decimated a whole generation and the effects it had on these people. As Sigurd Sassoon was uh, famously, he he basically wrote a letter saying how the war was pointless and because he was so famous, they couldn't actually do anything uh, with him and they just put him in a put him in a mental hospital. So that's, the, I've, I've got the other two books, I haven't read them yet, but the first one was very, very good. Another one, this is from a very famous German anti-war novel All Quiet on the Western Front by Eric Maria Remark you've seen the film of that haven't you Jen yes All Quiet on the Western Front which is it's a classic in fact the Nazis banned the book and the film they absolutely hated it Um, and Eric uh, Maria Remark had to flee Germany and they actually executed his sister they beheaded her and they think partly because they couldn't get to him Um, and it's uh, 
it's it's written the first person by a young German soldier, Paul Bauer, who's kind of he's very young, young teenager, and him and his friends are kind of join. You know, they're all patriotism. They think war's going to be fun. It's going to be like how it is in the books. And they join the first, you know, they join us enlist as soldiers in the First World War, and they soon realise it's not like the books at all, and how horrific the First World War is. Another book which I've read, which is a really good book, Testament of Youth by Vera Britton, who was the mother of Shirley Williams, who was a very big uh, MP in Britain. And uh, basically it talks about her life. And she was uh, she grew up during the First World War. And in the process, she lost every man that she loved, her brother, her lover, you know, friends. They all got killed in the First World War. And she was a nurse and she just talks about, you know, what, what happened. And it is, it's a very moving, moving um, book. And in they made a really good TV series off it in 1979 with Cheryl Campbell. I don't know if you can see that. And in 2014, uh, there was a film. Actually, it was a very good film. Alicia Vikander and Kit Harrington were in it. Oh, um, Testament of Youth. It's worth reading. That's a movie as well now, isn't it? Yeah, that, yeah, with Kit Harrington and Alicia Vikander. With Kit Harrington, yeah. That, that, that's got... Um, the soundtrack is by um, uh, Max Richter. It's a very beautiful soundtrack, actually. Oh, if is you... it? want to check that out anyway that's by the by but it's a very beautiful sort of strings and because it's all about you know loss young love and lost love and yeah it's but can moving. you imagine everybody every man that you love is just, it's just oh i can't you know, one by one Abs- they are, they're all killed horrific horrific yeah you know and just you awful. come from edwardian society which was you know they had no you know it was all very you know she's a young she's from quite a well of family she's going to i think oxford which is quite you know unusual you know, and then your life gets totally turned upside down. It's, um, yeah, it's worth reading. It's a very good book. And then another famous book, uh, this is by America, Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. I've read that. I haven't ago. read that, but um, I've read another Kurt Vonnegut and I found it really hard work. Really? I yeah. yeah. I don't know that I got into. But anyway, those are my recommendations for if you want to read about war. Um, if I want to. <laughs> if you want to read about war. I mean, and also there's classics like War and Peace and stuff like that. But I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 no there's, there's a no lot of war novels. novels. There's a lot of war novels to choose from. <laughs> let's face it. Yeah, I mean, if you if that's your if that's your bag, don't worry. There's a in fact, I think there's a whole area in every bookshop which is dedicated to to the war. Anyway, thank you, uh, Maureen Younger, for your war recommend for your cultural corner is what I wanted to say. War recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's recommend this war. No. Uh, well, speaking of wars, uh, that's that. you know, there's wars within ourselves. Uh, sometimes we struggle. Sometimes things anger us, which brings us to our favorite part of the show. Jen, what the hell's getting your goat this week? Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, Okay. This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And and, and do you know who I blame? Society. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't think I've got one. (laughs) (laughs) I was um, was trying to think about things um, that have been getting my goat. And um, do you know what? Uh, I feel a little bit more zen this this week. Is that, am I allowed to be a bit zen, Jen? Yes, you are allowed to be zen, Jen. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, I think it's um, as I get older and because I'm so tired that there are opportunities for me to completely lose my rag, and I've just not had the energy to do it. What? <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I I, I, not with me. I've noticed. <laughs> um, uh, well. 
then <laughs> you can only imagine that how bad it would have been, Maureen. Because <laughs> I have levelled a great deal of restraint. <laughs> Is that the key then? Does exhaustion cause peace? <laughs> I'm just thinking, if everyone was as knackered as I am, I don't think, I don't, I think, they don't think there'd be any war. So exhaustion, I mean, I exhaustion yeah. is the key. Yeah. And we'd all acknowledge that war is, war is stupid. I don't want to have to quote Boy George from, and start singing Culture Club. Maureen, join in if you know the words. I don't actually. Don't you know the one that goes, war, war is stupid and people are stupid and love means nothing. And oh, yeah, I do. Absolutely. Did, that, that wasn't one of their big hits, actually. I don't know if you're aware of that. I've never heard it, but I, I actually, I like it. It was, what was that, what was that group um, that did the one, oh, they were really famous for a while, the Liverpool group. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, they did I can't the wait to hear, the... find out. The war thing. They did the war song. Oh, the war with, thing. Relax, Thanks. don't do it. They sang Relax, Don't Do It. Who was, who oh, was Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Frankie Goes to Hollywood. They did a war anti How have song. you forgotten for Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Oh, it says the woman who forgets her own pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing down there. <laughs> and, and she hasn't got a goat this week. <laughs> I mean, Miss, I, I don't mean, know. I, I forget, I can forget that, Maureen. Fuck do you know hell. what? I... I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, you've got to come up with a goat. <laughs> and I hadn't... This morning, I was like, think of a goat, think of a goat. And I thought, by the end of the episode, doesn't matter, I'll have one. Maybe my goat is um, not having a goat. Yeah, but you're not upset about that. I actually am happy that you don't two have Two tribes, to two tribes go oh, yeah, to when, war. When two tribes go to war. Two tribes... Go to war. 20 seconds. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, no, Alex, Alex was into that one. Alex has changed. Uh, that was a banger, actually, Maureen, when two tribes Thank go you. to war, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, so there was Relax, Don't Do It, when two tribes and the power of love. Oh, the power now, of love is lovely. I mean, the power gorgeous of love. Gorgeous song. Yeah. The power of love is a beautiful song. Um, Alex, are you aware of this song? The it's power before his time. of love. love. Oh, my <laughs> God, Maureen, what the hell was that? I thought you were about to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Alison, how do you feel about that? I got I was actually scared. (laughs) You know like alien when it comes out of the chest. When as Maureen headed towards the camera, it's like, I think she's gonna (laughs) (laughs) Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTV, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Or you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.